Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. As you guys hopefully know, tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day and we get to to celebrate uh, his life and and honestly what God did through him. Um, I am am so excited for tomorrow to to have that opportunity where if you're on social media, you'll see like everybody posting Martin Luther King quotes and you'll see um, him being honored and and again, what God did through him being honored. Uh, I want to challenge us to not just represent what he did and who he was on a day like tomorrow, because I believe that he was used by God. You know, he was a, a, a preacher, he was a pastor, he was, what, what he did, his cause was absolutely positively righteous and right. And, and I want to challenge all of us, post the quotes tomorrow, post the pictures, post whatever you want to post to highlight that. But I want to challenge us to be people who are great because we serve others. To take the principles and the sacrifices that Martin Luther King was willing to endure, to be able to, to go out and, and serve the least of these, to be able to be selfless in moments when we have every right to be selfish, at, a, at least stick up for ourselves, to, to exude the principles of Jesus in a way that we decrease and the Lord increases through us in a way that honors righteousness and equality. Not just tomorrow, but man, while everybody's looking tomorrow and while everybody's doing it tomorrow, let's step into that and then let's live out of that. That's, that's my challenge, um, not just for y'all, that's my challenge for myself. Uh, I, I, if, you, if you know me, you know I'm a huge Dr. Martin Luther King fan and so um, this is always a holiday that's, that's really special to me, not just because of, you know, without his works, without God doing what he did through him, I'm not sure my family would be what it is. But just, man, this is, this, is, this is a powerful day. It's a powerful thing for us to remember. Um, and I could talk about that for the rest of our time. And honestly, like, I kind of want to. But we're going to get into uh, what, what I feel like God wants us to get into this morning. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hosea chapter 1. If you haven't been here in the last several weeks or haven't caught us online in the last several weeks, this is the year, what we're saying, this is the year of re, where we're focusing on re. And I've given you those definitions, but re means again or anew. It means back. It's a prefix with the meaning again or again and again to, rep, to indicate repetition. Um, and so as we focus on re every month, we're going to focus on a word that begins with re so that we can uh, do what God wants us to do, know what God wants us to know so that we can experience what was prophesied over us this year, that this would be a year of winning and of victory. Uh, again, my, no- my notes are in the YouVersion Bible app, so you can go and, and download those or save those or look at those or whatever you want to do with those, they are there for you. Last week, we, we learned a little bit about what it means to be redeemed. And 
um, we've been purchased by God to no longer be slaves in a slave market. But God came in with the, the sacrifice of Jesus as the rich slave purchaser in the history of humanity and purchased all of us. So that we were now his and he purchased us not just so that we could then go and be demeaned and degraded and and beaten but so that we could live free. Today, we're going to take this a little bit further. We're going to talk about, okay, what do we do with that? Now, how, do we, how do we live out of that freedom, out of that redemption? And, and we're going to look at a story in Hosea. And if you're not familiar with Hosea, this is going to blow your mind. If you are, um, just pray for me because I knew Kids World wasn't going to be open in, in this. And, but um, but I, I'm, going to, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to, I'm going to be very uh, politically correct after I read it. So... Um, yeah, amen. How, and I love asking this question, especially in church. Um, how, how many of you guys are married? If you're married, raise your hand. If you're married online, put, your, put, a, put a hand up online. So I always love to ask this question because as single people, this is your chance to look around. It's your chance to look around and, um, and see where not to go, but also maybe, maybe where, where you want to um, start praying about. Uh, <laughs> It looks like, man, there's a lot of us in here that are married. So um, you, you guys know that are married. If you're married, you know that your spouse, man, they can empower you. I mean, they can strengthen you. They can encourage you. There's, there's, there's very few things like an encouraging word from a spouse, like a, a, a spouse like meeting your love language. And, man, that, that, is, that can be very, very powerful. But you also know, like, your spouse can really cripple you in a lot of ways, like, a negative word from your spouse, a negative reaction to one of your love languages can, man, I mean, it can be debilitating at times. Like it can be very, very difficult. And there's a lot of power that your spouse has in this relationship. I'm not necessarily over you, but I would say with you, right? So I think we all understand this. I want us to keep that in mind as we read this. In Hosea uh, chapter 1, I'm going to begin in verse 2. It says, when the Lord first spoke through Hosea, Hosea was a prophet, the Lord said to Hosea, go take to yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibliam, and she conceived and bore him a son. Now, there's a lot of astonishing things written in the Bible, right? Like there's, there's a lot of tough things things written in the Bible. Um, there's a lot of miraculous things written in the Bible. I think the story of Hosea may be one of the most astonishing, difficult, miraculous stories in the Bible. I mean, it, for, again, for those of us who've been married or even those who, who want to be married, I mean, could you imagine the Lord, you know, saying, hey, I want you to go marry a street professional. <laughs> That's the, that's the terminology we're going with this morning. And I got to give credit to a pastor friend of mine that I was talking to this week. I was like, hey, I got to preach on this, but I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to say this because I, like, I, I, maybe I'm too religious or whatever, but I just, I'm not comfortable repeating that word many times. He's like, hey, man, I got you. I got you. Here's how I say it. Street professional. So we're going with street professional. So if your kids go home and ask you what a street professional is, that's between you and them and the Lord. But could you imagine the Lord being like, I want you to go marry a street professional? I, I, I mean, 
like, really, God? Like, God, I'm a prophet. Like, send me to the people and tell them that they are sinful and they need to repent. Send me and tell them that they're going to be destroyed. Like, send me and tell them anything. Like, mate, help me be Jonah, right? We just talked about Jonah. Like, send me to Nineveh, and, and, and I would rather go face that than you tell me to marry a street professional. I mean, I, I just, this blows me away. I mean, here it is, this prophet of God, and God's not telling him to go and say something. God's telling him to go and do something. This is unthinkable for a prophet. A prophet is a respected man with a respectable life. A street professional is not a respected person and is not living a respectable life. And God is telling Hosea to go and to pick and find and marry this person, be joined to this person, give your life to this person, love this person. God is asking Hosea to sacrifice his reputation, to sacrifice his respect, to sacrifice his body, right? Because you're going to marry a street professional. To sacrifice Literally give his life in a way that is very, very unique to the other times that we, we see God asking that of us throughout Scripture. Would we be willing to sacrifice our reputation to obey God? Because a lot of times when I think about this story and I read through this story and I even pray through this story, the reputation is kind of the biggest one for me. Right? Like, and maybe that's just me. Maybe that's not y'all, but... Man, I mean, I, I'm, I can't imagine Hosea's life of what he did and how he was obedient to the things God, you know, wanted him to do. And he gets to this place of being a prophet to be able to speak for God. And God's like, throw all that reputation away and go marry a street professional. <laughs> he, he picks Gomer. Now, now um, in verse 3, he went and took Gomer. So, I mean, let's be honest. We, we, we can probably think how this goes, right? Like she wasn't the only street professional. He went and for whatever reason, you can leave that up to your imagination, he chooses Gomer. And, and here, if you think about Gomer, Gomer is somebody who in all likelihood has lived her life very opposite as the way of Hosea. Right, like, like she hasn't really been honoring God and doing what God wants her to do and living righteous and, and all of these things. Like she's made horrible decisions. She's become this street professional. She's, she's not obeying the, the purity standards or even the laws of the time. Like, like she is, she is um, what, what many people in that time especially would consider evil. And Hosea picks her. Do y'all get this? She gets a chance to run it back. 
right? Like that's what we're talking about this year, right? Like God is giving us a chance to run it back. He's giving us another chance. And here, uh, uh, Gomer has lived her life up until this point, not honoring and following God, and she gets an opportunity to run it back. She gets an opportunity to be respected and be respectable. She gets an opportunity to be loved. She gets an opportunity to be right, not just with a husband who's commanded by God to love her, but to be reconnected or, or maybe for the first time connected with a God who loves her. She gets a chance to run it back. She has a chance to start fresh. She could put her past behind her and she could move forward or she could decide to go back to her old ways. Now, Hosea and Gomer, they, they have this child and then they have two other child children and... <laughs> Especially in the ESV, like this is, this is amazing. Like the first child is named Jezreel, but then the second one is no mercy. And the third one is not my people. <laughs> like like that, that, that's just, that's hilarious to me. But, but, um, but if you, you know, if you're married and you have kids, then you know, like there's this bond, there's this connection, there's this oneness when you get married. But then to have a child with someone is, is not a different thing. It's a, it's a different level, though. Maybe it's a deeper level, right? Like this is how you can see adults falling out of love with each other but still having that bond because of the child. Right, because that child brings a different level of bond, um, and, and it's special. It, you can't even describe it. So not just Hosea has to uh, marry Gomer, but now, like in the same verse where we're like, all right, he picks Gomer, and she bore him a son. Like she gives him a son. I mean, same verse. We don't know how long, but same verse. So this bond, this connection is deep. Whatever Hosea thought going into the marriage his feelings, his emotions for her surely have increased from the time he went to go find a street professional to the time that she's bore him three children. There's this connection here, not just a command from God. Now, if you know the story, she in chapter 2, um, and I encourage you to go back and read it. In chapter 2, it just it lays out that she just absolutely goes back to her old ways. Essentially goes back to being a street professional again. She's like, Hosea, yeah, this is great. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm going over there. I like this guy. I like that guy. I'm, I'm not with all this faithfulness, one person thing. And she squanders her chance to run it back. She squanders her chance at respectability. And the opportunity to be respected and the opportunity to be connected with not just her husband, but the prophet, the one who speaks for God in the land. She squanders it. She gives it back up. In 2 Peter chapter 2, I want to read to you verses 19 through 22. It says, they promised them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if, for if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. 
What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its vomit, and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. This is Gomer all day, every day, right? Like she escaped the defilement of the world. She had freedom, yet she returned to being a slave of corruption. She returned to eat her own vomit. How often have we acted like Gomer? I'm not saying y'all, I'm saying we. How often have we acted like Gomer? In what ways do we return to our own vomit? When, when do we choose to return to slavery, to corruption, or to sin? Because, spoiler alert, we are Gomer. This is, a, this is a prophetic story about God and his covenant and connection with the, uh, the children of Israel. But it's also, this is about us. We are Gomer. When, when we get to, to chapter 3 um, in verse 1, it says, And the Lord said to me, Go again. Now, now hold on, hold on, let me pause. Now remember, Hosea has obeyed God, and he went and he chose Gomer, and he got her out of that street professional life, and she was like, forget that, forget you, I'm gone, I'm out. She leaves him, cheats on him, and now the Lord is about to speak to Hosea again. Lord said to me, go again. If, if, at this point in this conversation with God, I'd be like, God, no, 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 no. Don't say it. Don't say what I think you're going to say. Like, tell me, e even tell me to go again and find another street professional would have been better. Not the one that I sacrificed my reputation for. I sacrificed my body and my life. Don't, don't send me back to her. Because she's already hurt me. I know who she is. I know what she's, don't send me back to her. You know, it's this, it's this phrase. I love this phrase most of the time. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So like, God, don't tell me to be a fool. Because that's exactly what I'm going to be if I go back to her. You know, when we do marital and even premarital counseling, um, one of the things that is the biggest deal is neither one of the spouses or fiancés want to look like a fool. You know, like, like being unfaithful to your spouse is, is big deal, huge deal. And it hurts on so many different levels whenever that happens. But one of the, the levels is you make the other person look like a fool. For loving you, for being faithful to you, for being sacrificial. And like that's a big one that comes out a lot in those scenarios. So I would be with this like, God, go again. Don't say it. Don't say it, Lord. Please don't say it. 
Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. He said it. He said it. He said, go back to her. Start over. Love her again. Sacrifice your reputation again. Sacrifice your body again. Look like a fool again. Man. What? God, really? Isn't there another way? (laughs) You know, we think about Jesus agonizing and like, God, is there another way but let your will be done? I think I would have just stopped at God, is there another way? (laughs) Right? Like, God, go back to her again? Yes, she's cheated on you. She's left you. She's probably with somebody else right now. But go get her again. Go love her again. She gets another chance to run it back. Another opportunity to get it right. And in in verse 2 it says, So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a something of barley. Now, now, actually, even even slaves at this time were, were worth 30 shekels of silver. And he buys her for 15. And I said to her, you must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the street professional or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. Man. Here we have Hosea willing to obey God and play the fool again and sacrifice again. That's challenging for me. I think if we're honest, it's challenging for all of us. Like, God, I did what you said, and I knew it was going to turn out that way, and it did. And you failed me. She left me. Now I'm a single dad with no reputation. And you want me to go stick my nose in that again? God, it feels like I'm the one returning to my own vomit. It feels like I'm a fool. No, no, none of my friends would be okay with this, nor encourage me to do this. What would everybody else think? And he not only does it, but he goes and he's willing to pay a price for her. Now remember, we're Gomer. We're Gomer. And God loves us so much. That even when we repeatedly return to our own vomit and are unfaithful to him and, and, and make him look like a fool because we call ourselves Christians and then we cuss you out. Or, or there's one level of separation and now all of a sudden we don't act anything like we would if there was no level of separation. Let, let me say what I mean by that. You get behind a keyboard and you type things you'd never say to somebody's face. Or you get behind a steering wheel and you make gestures with your fingers that you would never do otherwise. Mm. I should have warned y'all, this is not a yay. (laughs) You can warn the second service, this is not a yay. 
if we are going to get a chance to run it back and we are redeemed, we are purchased into freedom, we got to make sure we don't make Gomer decisions. We got to make sure we stop running back to our old ways, stop being unfaithful, stop going back to our own vomit. Listen, remember, there is a reason that you gave your life to Jesus. There's a spiritual reason, but there's also a natural reason. Like in your mind, you see how it is better to wake up on Sunday morning knowing exactly what you did on Saturday night with no regrets and no like, Lord, please don't let them, I'll never do it again. There's a reason that God gives us the instructions that he gives us, and it's not to hurt us or to keep things from us. It's to bless us. So I want to give us really quickly three ways that we should live as people who are redeemed. All right, so once we've decided we're not going to make these Gomer decisions, we're not going to return back to our old ways, we're not going to run back to our own vomit, I want to give you three simple and straightforward ways straight from the scripture. These aren't fancy. I didn't have time to make them all start with the same word or rhyme or like any of that. I just need you to get this like solid, just biblical teaching, write it down, make it, make it so you can remember it. But number one is glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. You were redeemed. So glorify God in your body. We have been bought with the blood of Jesus. And our response for that redemption is to live glorifying God in our body. And let's be honest, our body can be the problem. Our body tries to dictate what we do, what we say, think. Our, our body tries to tell us when we should eat, especially during a 21-day fast. Our body tries to tell us when we should rest. Our body tries to tell us when we should have pleasure and what that pleasure should be and what it should look like. Now, there are times being led by the Spirit where you should listen to your body, especially when your body's telling you you need to rest. But our bodies should not dictate to our spirits who we are and what we do. Our spirit should dictate to our body what it is that we're doing. As part of, like we're fasting and our spirit is telling our body, you want to eat, it ain't time yet. Because you don't run this. Number two. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 21 through 23. It says, were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it, but if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called a is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do become bondservants of men. In John chapter 8, many of you all know this story. Um, there's a woman caught in adultery and they bring her to Jesus, right? And they're like, we need to stone her because that's what the law says. I mean, that's not exactly what it says, but that's what they, they want Jesus to do. And they're trying to trip Jesus up. And you all know the story. Jesus starts writing in the dirt. And then one by one, those, those accusers leave. And then what happens? Jesus says, go and sin no more. Number two is go and sin no more. Now that you've been freed... Go and live free, a free from sin. Go and live righteously. Go and live in the freedom that God gives you because he's paid the price for you. He has redeemed you. Number three, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, 
making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Hosea intentionally chose Gomer. He intentionally found out what God was saying and he intentionally did it. So number three is we need to live intentionally. Because I can promise you this, if you're not intentional with living free and living redeemed, then you will not live free and you will not live redeemed. Satan will pull you and push you back into slavery of corruption. He will pull you and push you back into uh, going back to your own vomit. And if he doesn't do it, you know who will do it? You will. Our flesh will rise up and it will slowly pull us back into that bondage and into that slavery. So again, this isn't fancy, this isn't memorable, but this is, this is solid, this is powerful. Glorify God in your bodies. Go and sin no more. Live intentionally, and then we can live from this place of redemption, this place of freedom. Let me share two more verses with you, and then I'm done. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Jesus' sacrifice for us was so far um, more valuable than 15 shekels or 30 shekels or silver or gold. It was with the most valuable commodity that this world has ever seen. And that's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. And, and we need to make sure that, that we uh, know this and we live out of this. That we don't have to go back into sin. We don't have to run back to our own vomit. We don't have to make Gomer decisions. But if we ever do, then we can come and ask God to forgive us. And then we're purchased all over again. We're redeemed all over again. We get another chance to run it back again, to live free again. And let's be the people that God doesn't have to come back and 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 back again. Let's be the people that we're running it back. We're chasing after God with everything that we are. We're doing everything that he wants us to do. And listen, he, he's likely not going to ask any of us to marry a street prostitute. I mean a street professional. <laughs> Just messed up all of that, right? The street professional. I'll get it right next time. He's likely not going to ask any of us to do that. If you're married, he's definitely not going to ask you to do that. Because you're already married. But are we willing to sacrifice our reputation to obey God? Are we willing to sacrifice our body to obey God? Are we willing to glorify God in our body even when it's difficult? Are we willing to go and sin no more even when there's a temptation? Are we willing to live intentionally even though it doesn't look like we're getting any results? That's the question that we all have to answer. And we start with that by answering the question of if we've given our lives to him. Let me pray for us. If you would bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. If you've never given your life to Christ, I'm going I'm to pray. And in just a moment, as I pray, if you need to confess um, your, with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and this would be your moment, this would be your time to do that. Maybe you've done it before, but you've made Gomer decisions. Maybe they've been in the same line as Gomer. Maybe they've been different 
areas, but you have been unfaithful to God. You have not been obedient to what God wanted you to do and who he wanted you to be. And if that's you, when I pray in just a moment, if you need to confess any sins, know this, that if you'll confess and you'll repent, God will forgive you and he'll redeem you and he'll restore you. He'll make you right with him. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.